Hello, and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey? Well, Jude, I'm doing pretty fantastic because today I'm excited that we are doing our very first guest episode. You may know her from the streaming world as the Twitch partner who specializes in all things horror and space sharks, or maybe you know her from the role-playing world as a cast member of the table story campaign Dying Order, or maybe you know her from the wonderful Katie Hasn't Seen That podcast. Either way you know her, we're so excited to welcome the ever-delightful Katie Peters. Welcome to the show, Katie. Hello. I didn't know I was your first guest ever. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's cool. Now I'm excited yeah. to be here. I'm excited to talk about Marvel Universe things with you guys. Yeah, and we're we're excited to hear your experience, you know. I mean, we've we've, you know, we've grown up is a weird way to put it maybe. Uh <laughs> over these past 10 years with with the Marvel, um, you know, in an experience it one way, but but getting to relive that is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vi- vicarious viewings are always like a fun thing to kind of relive through with somebody. So we're so excited that you are joining us for this. Yeah, it was the first time I've I don't watch a lot of Marvel movies. So this was definitely something that kind of like I wouldn't have picked this out on my own. So I'm excited to discuss it with fans of the Marvel universe and get some perspectives. I'm curious how. So for moving from Twitch, what got you to do your podcast? What 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 prompted that? Because um, not that you left Twitch, but you know what prompted <laughs> you to add that to what you were already doing? Yeah, I love to be a workaholic and add more to my plate. Um, <laughs> but also, there's there's just times in my Twitch chat, people are like, oh, have you seen this? And it's like a pretty common movie people have seen. But I'm just like, no, I've never seen Forrest Gump. And so there got to be a point where it was like a running joke on Twitch, like, oh, Katie hasn't seen anything. So I was like, I think I kind of want to go watch these movies and see what I actually think of them. Some of them are awful, by the way. And <laughs> just kind of chat like on a short podcast about my thoughts and feelings of it. I like to first start off discussing what I think the movie's going to be about. And most of the time I'm wrong. And then I watch it and then I tell people what I think. Oh, okay. You said some of them are awful. What was the worst one? If you oh, don't want to say. Dune. Dune, really? Which is controversial. <laughs> I just recently listened to that episode and I love, because if I'm not mistaken, you just recently did some charity fundraising for uh, St. Jude's and that was part of the incentives. And I think that was one of the ones that was recommended to you for it. Yeah. And I love the way the episode was framed where you're like, all right, this one got uh, recommended to me. And then you came out of the other side of having watched it, just apologizing for not liking it. And it was such a fun <laughs> look because, I mean, you still stayed true to how you're feeling of, about the movie, but it was just a fun lens that you had throughout that episode. Yeah. I mean, it's something to where I'm like, I don't want anyone to be mad at me if I don't like the movie, but I was also like, it sucked. And so I wanted to be honest about that. I know Dune is like a huge crazy like fandom and i'm coming in like yeah the movie didn't make sense and it was weird and so i know there's a new version coming out the end of this year that people are pretty excited about but now the the silver lining is i can make jokes about dune now and understand them so i feel like that was a good thing that came out of it that's awesome (laughs) uh i'm excited about the new one uh especially because the director he did um sicario and Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed that um have you seen sicario I have not seen Sicario, so <laughs> that might be one I need to add to the, the list. <laughs> okay, well, what was the best one you've seen doing this? Ooh. Oh, gosh. It's, you know what? I liked Forrest Gump. It was also my first episode, so I feel like there was like a warm, fuzzy moment with that. But mm-hmm. there's been some that have like surprised me. Like I watched The Craft, 
and okay. surprisingly enjoyed that. But overall, it's really hit or miss. It's very yeah. much like stuff that's so ingrained in our society as being like a classic. I'm like shocked by some of those choices, but it's been fun to explore it. And I wouldn't go out of my way to watch this stuff, but now I have a reason to. Yeah. So I guess growing up for me, I was a big movie goer. Like I would go, um, you know, spend my evening at Blockbuster, walking up and down, looking at stuff. Um, did you not do that? Or did you do that? I did. So here's the thing is like, I've seen weird movies. I've seen stuff that like, I don't know. I've seen movies like Buffalo Soldiers that has Joaquin Phoenix in it, like stuff that people don't normally talk about. And I, I like Shaun of the Dead and I like some of like the bigger movies, but I don't know. I think I just was very specific about what I watched. Okay. And so I just avoid, I don't know why. Maybe I was just drawn to other things, but I love movies and I just never watched the ones that were apparently very important in society. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's so hard. And I think what I love so much about your podcast, because a lot of the movies that you've done so far, I haven't seen those either. And it's just that there's so many out there, like no matter how many you've seen, there's always going to be somebody that's like, oh, I can't believe you haven't seen that. Mm -hmm. So getting to kind of get almost similar, getting to vicariously live through those movies through your experience has kind of helped goad me into watching some of the ones I haven't seen either. So it's, it's such that's an exciting. I'm glad because yeah. I, I know it's 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 kind of a weird concept, but I've I've really enjoyed it and I kind of look forward to making them and it makes me excited when I hear someone else has actually listened to it. So thank <laughs> yeah. you for listening to it. <laughs> of course. Now, I, I say I haven't seen Dune. Mm -hmm. um, I confess to that. I have not seen Buffalo Soldiers that you mentioned. Uh, I do know of that. So is it like I recognize the name. Um, it's so not I, very good. I don't know not, why. I bought it on DVD when I was younger. Like, yeah, this is a movie I need. And <laughs> I have it on DVD and it's not even a good movie. So it's not one I would tell I, you to I've, search out. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'm sure I have a DVD somewhere that's of a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> Eagle Eye starring Shia LaBeouf for me. That's mine. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. I've seen that one. I don't know why. We watched a lot of Shia LaBeouf movies growing up. So It was the success of Even Stevens, I guess. Oh, God. I loved Even Stevens. If you, have you rewatched it on Disney Plus at all? I have not. It's, it's like a fever dream. It's like you watch it and you're like, I used to love this show. And it's just like you're watching a memory, but you're also like, it's so distant. It's just really interesting. And I would highly recommend taking a trip down memory lane if you ever feel so inclined. <laughs> I'll have to go do that. So yeah, that, I mean, that's such a cool concept for your podcast. It's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you on here. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange. But before we get into that, we just kind of wanted to, to get like a brief overview. What's your overall experience or knowledge of the Marvel Cinematic Universe before this? I've seen Spider-Man. I, like I hesitated there because I was like, wait, is Spider-Man part of the Marvel Universe? He, he is, right? <laughs> He is, yeah. <laughs> okay. Depends on which one, but he is. The Tobey Maguire ones. Ooh. That one is a, it's Marvel, but it's not part of the MCU. Universe. Okay. So, well, like you said, it's been like 10 years since that's been like the inception of the Marvel universe, right? Right. Okay. So I've seen a lot of the movies, but over the last several years, I've kind of not done it, done like a lot of watching of them because they're they're long and i also feel like since i haven't seen most of them i'm scared i'm going to be confused every time i try to watch one yeah see that was one of the things that we were talking about and one of the things we're excited about having like a fresh perspective is 
I think Jude and I at least three or four times an episode are like, okay, maybe this is just the fanboys in us because we don't know how much of having already been bought into the universe has like graded on a curve with these movies. So mm-hmm. that's that's really exciting to kind of get that perspective too. What what were the other MCU movies you've seen? Okay, hold on. I'm going to Google a list of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's depressing. Um, okay. I've seen I I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy one and volume one and volume two. Okay. I saw the first Captain America. Okay. I'm looking. There's a lot of these. Holy crap! I've now seen Doctor Strange. Okay. Saw Thor. I think I saw the Avengers. <laughs> I saw Iron Man, and I think I think I saw the first Hulk. Awesome. Ooh. Okay. I don't know if there's more that I have seen, but I think those are the ones that when I look at the list, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen those. Okay. Awesome. That's a pretty good little uh, base there. Yeah. It's like one of the earlier movies, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So obviously the, the MCU has gotten to like this pretty huge pop culture status. One of the things we wanted to take a little bit of time here just to kind of as a fun little game is, do you know some of the bigger moments that have happened in the MCU? Because I think was it 2018 and 2019, like you couldn't go anywhere on the internet without seeing something related to the Avengers movies. Yeah, I think it's kind of impossible to avoid spoilers for Marvel movies. Like, I, I think the fandom is huge and they love it but i also think they like to spoil stuff is what (laughs) my impression like all i know is someone thanos can i talk about spoilers of course yeah okay talk about spoilers (laughs) uh thanos snapped his finger and destroyed the world or something like that (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. i don't know that might be a raw interpretation but that's my understanding is that thanos can snap his fingers and destroy things and then there's like the the hand with the gems on it (laughs) 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 the infinity stones i know they're infinity stones Perfect. Yes. I love it. So with all that, all the, the background and the Marvel knowledge you have, I think now we can kind of dive into Doctor Strange. So I think one of the first things that we wanted to do is just kind of give like a brief overview of the thoughts on the film. Um, so how how did you enjoy the film overall? Overall, it was interesting. It was a shorter Marvel movie. I noticed it was like an hour and 55 because they normally run like two and a half, don't they? Some uh, of the big well, event movies can. Yeah, yeah, the big event movies do get to that length. Um, what, which I find interesting. Also, I feel like the the earlier movies that you talked about seeing mm-hmm. um, were more on the not. I don't want to say shorter end, but what you'd expect from a feature length film. And yeah. As the stories got bigger and as they got connected, they definitely uh, got to that three hour mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the movie overall was visually very appealing. Like I enjoyed watching the world manipulate and i thought i don't know i thought all of that was very different from anything i've seen in a marvel movie so i really enjoyed it was kind of like a matrix meets inception type Mm -hmm. feel so i i liked that and um there's like obviously moments where i'm like this is a little goofy but i i thought (laughs) for the most part i i enjoyed it like every time i watch a marvel movie i'm like oh man they pack a lot of action into these yeah. And I, I don't think I've watched like an action movie in a long time. And I was like, wow, they're just fighting a lot. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was visually done in a way that was engaging. And I think overall, I did like it. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. really good yeah. to hear. Yeah. But you, so you were talking about how just visually impressive it was in the fighting. I mean, they throw you right in it at the beginning mm-hmm. with a scene with I don't think we know her name at the time, but the ancient one and the um, the the 
the Dormammu group as they're fighting with all the mm-hmm. worlds collapsing. So yeah, right. it's it throws you right into the action. Yeah, it's like when you start a movie and it's all you're really confused for that first like five minutes. Like, okay, I gotta get my bearings. But <laughs> I thought it was a good way to start it because I'm like, wait, what's happening? And immediately I was like, this is going to be a lot different than I expect it yeah. to be. I don't know what I expected with Doctor Strange, but I did not expect spell weapons and worlds folding in on themselves. So I was like, this is a pleasant surprise. So I thought it was a way, good way to start the movie. Yeah, I, I I remember when I saw it in the theater, like I knew what to expect, you know, trailer, Marvel fan. Um, but I, I agree with you. I really liked how they established the world at the very beginning and just the the buildings kind of folding over and, and all of that. Um, but but it also it felt like they held back to mm-hmm. when, when you think about what you see the rest of the movie. Um, that really did. It was a good start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I found really interesting, especially coming back is how they blended sort of like a martial arts style with the magic and kind of CGI fighting that we've seen. Because so many of these Marvel movies, I think that's one of the complaints we see. It's like, oh, it's just CGI fest. But there was some physicality to it as well, which yeah. which was a nice accent to all the visual effects going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's definitely choreography that happened. And I like, I know this is silly, but when I watch a movie, I wish I could get lost in movies more. But it the CGI was great. But like I was very focused on their hands and I'm like, can you imagine just filming this and there's nothing happening and you're just doing these weird <laughs> hand movements? So I, I enjoyed that portion because I was yeah. like, they're just sitting there like rolling their hands around and then <laughs> they added this cool stuff later. But I also appreciate that because from a movie making perspective, that takes some talent to make it look good. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I think I think they brought somebody in specifically that that's like and. I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently there's somebody who specializes in those weird hand movements. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a cool job. I kind of wish I had that. I'd be like, yeah, just roll your hand this way and then you yeah. know, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> How do I apply for that job? That sounds like fun. <laughs> I know. I, I bet a guy has no credentials and he's just like, yeah, this is what I do. And he made a job for himself. <laughs> it's the biggest grift of all time. He just yeah, showed he, up on set. <laughs> he's a con man. <laughs> See, I would try that and not be able to pull it off because I couldn't my hands and my fingers Same. the way they did. <laughs> They'd be like, who is this person? Get 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 her off the set. <laughs> but you know, that's such a fun point because I think they've released uh like some behind the scenes footage for one of the Avengers movies. There's a character by the name of Scarlet Witch where she does a lot of like finger manipulation as well for her powers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like the, again, like Jude was saying, they brought in a coach to do that. And they had some behind the scenes shots where she was doing that without these special effects. And you're right, it does kind of take it down a peg or even like you've, because you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, there mm-hmm. are screenshots out there of Dave Bautista acting alongside an actor in a green screen suit. That's like a yeah. stand-in for yeah. Rocket. Yeah. And it's, just, it's so funny to think about what the behind the scenes look like. Mm-hmm. It looks good after, but it is, it's fun to also see how they got there. Yeah. So when you're watching these, um, you mentioned you're, you, you don't watch a lot of action type movies. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, does is that a when you have a lot of action like this or the CGI is that a turnoff? I think there was a point where I was like, okay, it's a, there's another fight happening. There's okay. yeah. like the astral fighting when he, uh, oh god, was Christine was stitching up his stab wound uh, and they're just mm-hmm. like fighting in there and I'm like, I get it, but we just finished a fight scene and I kind of <laughs> wanted more right. like Christine Doctor Strange moments if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So mm-hmm. overall, yeah. I I think. 
this one seemed like there was less fighting or action than in some of the other Marvel movies I've seen. Yeah, I don't. They really, I don't think gave Chris. Um, why you just said her name and now I'm blanking. Rachel oh, McAdams. Yeah, yeah, Christine. They don't. I don't. I don't feel like they gave her a whole lot actually. No, and I wanted more of that because I was like, I think she's a great actress, but I was like, yeah. okay, Doctor Strange is kind of a jerk. He <laughs> he's really hard to like, and I didn't expect that. I was like, this guy, of course, is, I mean, he was driving his Lambo or whatever car he had <laughs> and looking at scans and then drove off a cliff. And I'm like, I'm supposed to feel sorry for this guy. Like, like he was just treating everybody like crap. And so I know the whole plot, like, yeah. leads you to see his growth. Mm -hmm. But man, he is an unlikable character for the first half of this movie, just because he's selfish. And by the end, he does the things for the greater good. But I was kind of I thought that was an interesting choice because I'm like, he's supposed to be our hero and I'm starting off really not liking him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions, because, you know, we've seen other movies that he's appeared in. And so we have a broader picture of his growth from where he starts to where he ends up in some of the later films. And one of the things that I was kind of caught off again, coming back to this was how much they leaned into him being a jerk and self-obsessed. And even though he has that character growth, did either of you feel like they leaned on that a little bit too much in this? Because he spends a large portion of this film being unlikable. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's something too. Where even by the end, I'm like, you know, I'm still not sure about this guy. <laughs> like, and I, I'm like, he's getting there, but he's still, I don't feel like he fully grew throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Well, I know for me, some of the jokes they had built in, I don't know if they hit the first time I saw it, like when he was making the joke about Beyonce and the one, you know, and mm -hmm. the one name and I, and probably had to do with that character development that you were just talking about. You know, I, I don't know. Did you find that? Like, I don't know. I just didn't find it as funny, maybe as some of the other movies in my first viewing. Did you get that sense? So like that, that it was comical at all? No, I could see where the jokes were, but they weren't landing for me. I was mm -hmm. like, I could have, yeah. it was more amusing, I think. Mm -hmm. And then when he does get, was his name, his name was Wong, I think, to laugh right. at the end. It felt a little forced. Mm -hmm. Like right. it didn't feel natural, but I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> like yeah. it's just, it's a little <laughs> moment maybe for like a kid or something who's watching yeah. it. But yeah, I, I mean, because I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy and those are, those have a lot of humor built into mm -hmm. them. And this one kind of felt like, oh, we got to throw a joke and should we do the one name thing? And they're like, yeah, let's just do that three times and yeah. maybe it'll make someone mm -hmm. laugh once. But yeah, I kind of felt the same way. What did you think of the the villain in this one? Like, because one, one of the complaints like, of the Marvel movies it can be that they don't have a well-developed uh, villain. And so, you know, did, did you actually, did it, did it feel like a cookie cutter villain to you or did it just, I don't know, have it's, some purpose? It was Michael Mads, right? right? That actor. Yeah, he, well, he did a great job. I feel like in most Marvel movies, the villain's just kind of in there to be the antagonist. And I don't know if he, he probably, I mean, I don't know much if he comes back ever again. Uh, I, I thought he was more interesting than like a Spider-Man villain. He had more depth to him and I felt like he... He was intriguing because his like his makeup was cool. I know it's a yeah. stupid thing to say, but he also like the fighting, I think, added another element of intrigue because they fight in a very specific way. And he was like running on the walls and doing parkour and stuff. Yeah. So I felt like he was very much a supervillain. And it is hard probably to fill out a whole plot of like explaining this guy's evil backstory right. and also making all these other 
points kind of tied together. So right. I think I actually did like him. I mean, as oh. much as I can for a villain, I right. thought he was enjoyable as a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think they did a great job with the makeup. His eyes looked really, yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's one of those things that you felt like you could see the intensity uh, as it wore on him the closer he got into the Dormammu cult. Mm -hmm. Were there ever any instances in this film where you kind of felt like you were missing something from the other movies? Uh, anything specifically that stood out or did this kind of feel like it was standalone on its own? Okay, I know Marvel movies love their after credits <laughs> moments and it was okay. It's because I'm not really like a huge in the fandom. Like the whole end credit thing with thor mm -hmm. I, I thought it was cool that his like beer was filling up again and like there's some sort of weird magic to that which i was like oh that's neat but i just the whole like loki thing i mean i guess mm -hmm. because i'm not a part of the whole universe i felt like that person who's like yeah i'll just stand over here and watch you guys talk about this and feel like i'm not a part of it but i'm kind of a part of it so <laughs> it, it was it was like stuff like that where i feel like i miss out on those moments of I've been in theaters where we watch Marvel movies and then there's a post credit yeah. scene that I don't understand, but everyone's cheering and standing up. And I'm like, yeah, everybody seems to like this. So that, I guess this is a good thing. You know, I have never thought about what that experience is like for the end tags of these movies mm -hmm. for, for someone who hasn't seen all the other ones. And that, yeah, you just kind of blew my mind. It's like an inside joke that everybody refuses to let up on. <laughs> yeah, and it's like Samuel L. Jackson will show up and be like, and everyone's like, oh, and I'm like, okay, I guess Samuel L. Jackson's here now. And I know he's an important character, but I'm just like, it's it's a lot for me who doesn't know what's actually happening in a lot of these other movies. And I'm like, okay, cool. This ties together somehow or it leads to something. And I guess they're making another Thor movie. So that's what my brain does. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you mentioned the Samuel L. Jackson one and that's the, the first one. Mm -hmm. That's a long time ago. Yeah. That's like old school. And like, I, I, won't, I don't remember some of the earlier movies as well as I would like because it's been like what? When did Iron Man come out? That is like about 10 years ago. 2008. Uh, 2008. Oh, gosh. Is that? Wait, don't make. I want to math it. Is that 12 years ago? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I hate that time is passing this quickly. <laughs> <laughs> we all need our, our time stone to kind of reverse and go back. Uh, uh, I wish I knew what that meant. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, okay, wait, in the movie, in the movie, he had a time stone. Sorry. Yeah. I, I was like, wait, is this another stone I don't know about? Okay, no, I, I remember now. But no, I I always like this little tidbit to just add a little bit more to like the time frame. Uh, the very first time I saw a trailer for Iron Man, it was on a MySpace bulletin ad. Like, just to give you perspective how long it's oh been gosh, since these movies yeah. have been going on. I remember MySpace. That was a time. <laughs> gosh, have you ever been on it recently? It's just a broken website that makes no sense. Yeah, I think they tried to shift it towards, like, more of a music page It now. didn't work out, I don't think. <laughs> no. I still remember my MySpace password, and I tried to sign in the other day, and it was it was something. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember mine i i feel like i had a neopets account too and all these things i did when i was growing up and i'm like i wish i could remember the email and the password and go back down memory lane but sometimes i'm like maybe it's better it's left in the past yeah. <laughs> nope i'm trying to remember i'm not even sure if i know what email was associated with my myspace me neither i can't for the life of me even yeah guess what it might have been <laughs> so if Again, I don't think you've seen any of the movies after Doctor Strange. What storylines from this movie would you like to see continue in a sequel? Were there anything in particular that stood out to you that you would like to see explored more? I won't lie. When I was watching this, I was like, how does Doctor Strange fit into the rest of this world? Just because he seems like kind of an oddball soup. Is he, is he considered a superhero? 
I mean, is that a dumb question? No, it's not a dumb question. Uh, he is. He is considered, he's the, now I feel dumb answering it this way. He's a sorcerer <laughs> supreme. <laughs> you don't need to feel dumb. That makes sense. I just uh, like, yeah. when you see like Thor and you see the Avengers where there's like, it's almost like there's clicks within the Marvel universe. And I'm like, where does Doctor Strange fit? Are they going to let him in? Like, it's almost like one of those things where I'm like, he's no Black Widow and mm -hmm. the Hulk. So it just seems like almost like, he would be pigeonholed into stuff like, oh, I got to shove Doctor Strange in here. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, but I, I don't I know think, if it's because I was gonna say, I think off of that, that's a really good observation. Is I think through the other movies he's shown up in, mm -hmm. he plays an important role. But you're right, he doesn't necessarily fit with the others in a in a in a group quite like the the Hulk and Thor and Iron Man and, mm -hmm. and Rogers. And I like that you, you specifically use click because, uh, and without going too far into spoilers with infinity war, there's almost that feeling of butting heads between different factions mm -hmm. of the heroes. Cause even though they're all, you know, part of this Avengers universe it's not necessarily that they're all on the same page to begin with. So I, that's, that's an interesting observation to pick up yeah. on click. Right. Especially yeah. off of just this, uh, off the, the movies you have seen in this one. Yeah, it just it feels like there's like the main group of the Marvel heroes. And then they're like, here's the Marvel adjacent heroes who we can just kind of put in <laughs> movies. Because I was sitting there at the end of the movie, I'm like Doctor Strange doesn't seem like the guy that would hang out with Iron Man or that that would be a good relationship. Right. So mm -hmm. it's just it was something where I was at the end of the movie and they didn't really bring anybody else in from other movies. I didn't mm -hmm. feel like, and sometimes they pepper those in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it kind of like guardians too, where I don't know how they would fit as part of that main Avengers group either. Well, it's, it's interesting. Cause so you get two types, you get the, like the ground level heroes and then you get sort of the cosmic heroes, you know, guardians of the galaxy. Those are out in space. And Dr. Strange is kind of weird in that, He's in New York, and so he has that kind of ground level feel, but mm -hmm. power set and the people that his villains or his rogues gallery, or so to speak, is more in that cosmic realm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and so, yeah, so he has he occupies a weird space because, like, even when you get to the later big event movies in the, in the last two Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy do show up, mm -hmm. um, Doctor Strange is in it. But they they walk that fine line of, of of maintaining. No, this is kind of that cosmic group, and this is kind of the ground level group, mm -hmm. um, and and still keep that going. Yeah. Well, because they they even call it out in the movie itself, where like, okay, the Avengers are Earth level threats, uh, and then they don't say it, but I mean, like you were saying, the the Guardians are more cosmic, and then Doctor Strange in his group is more of like kind of the multiverse stuff, mm -hmm. and so that's really what their whole angle in this universe has been is to protect which leads me to to one of my questions being how well do you feel like they introduced the concept of the multiverse within this film or if they even delved into it enough i don't think they delved into it very much in this one mm -hmm. i feel like it was kind of like whispers maybe of it okay. but not really like it's not as in your face as some of the other movies i mm -hmm. feel like mm -hmm. like you're saying the event movies which are kind of based on like we're all in this together Right. And those are huge things. This one did, did feel like a standalone movie in a lot of ways. So, yeah, it seemed, again, without diving too far into it, it, it seems like the multiverse is the next area that the MCU wants to play in. And I mm -hmm. think this movie is the first introduction that we really get to that concept. So it was interesting to me to kind of see this is the point where they start to kind of like ease us into it and whether or not they did a good job. So that, that was cool to hear. So like the multiverse part is like the guy, the guy, 
the guy in the sky at the end, right? Like that, like the dark domain and the mirror, like yes. all of those mm-hmm. places. Yeah. Okay. I think like they did touch on it, but they, would you say it was like a focal point or more of just like places they played in? I want to say the, I want to say the latter. I feel like it was places they played in mm-hmm. um, yeah. and kind of set up. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of how I felt. Like I'm, I think there's probably enough info now for anybody jumping and be like, oh, I remember they talked about this in Doctor Strange. But yeah. if you hadn't seen Doctor Strange, they'd have to like reestablish it almost in another movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, something I want to ask you, because I found the end sequence, and this kind of gets back, I guess, to the visual effects, really impressive. I felt like it was something I'd never seen before where you had people moving, I guess, in time forward mm-hmm. and time moving in reverse. But what did you think of that scene? Because I, I just... I was really impressed in, in thinking like, oh, how did they pull that off? But I do think Doctor Strange is more of a Marvel movie up my alley because it is more creative in that way. Mm-hmm. It, it I don't feel like I saw in the early Thor movie, it was very different or even in Captain America. It oh, didn't yeah. feel this creative. I don't know if that's a bad way to put it, but it, it played with time and movement and also just how the world was manipulated i don't think i've ever seen in a marvel movie granted i haven't seen a lot of them yeah so maybe this is just commonplace in a bunch of them but i found Mm -hmm. that that helped elevate the movie a bit for me so Mm -hmm. it was more i don't know it just it felt more special than other marvel movies i've seen yeah well and and honestly even that kind of I, i don't think i've seen that kind of effect in other movies um, I mean, I guess, I guess Tenet, I guess that's kind of what they're going to do in Tenet a little yeah. bit. It almost has the, kind of this baton pass going back and forth that, as we're one to do kind of sidestepping into Christopher Nolan stuff. It seemed like Inception was a huge visual inspiration for this mm-hmm. movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And then this movie kind of did the time stuff. A few years later, we had the Tenet movie doing very similar time stuff. So I wonder how much those movies kind of just indirectly influenced each other. Yeah, I did get Inception vibes for sure, but I was like, yeah. they took it a step further, I feel like, in this because it's just such a more, I don't know, expansive. Right. Like some of those fight scenes, just like the skyscrapers folding on themselves. And like, it was just like, wow, this would take a lot of CGI rendering, but also just a lot of, I don't know, I don't even know how someone could storyboard that and make it into yeah. an actual thing that looks yeah. good. Right, the planning of this needs to fold here and there, and that's yeah. where they're going to step. Like, or even like, directing the actors to work oh within God. those ramifications. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On like a green screen, that would be, <laughs> I, that sounds like a nightmare to me. But I mean, they did a great job with it. Did it ever feel disorienting for either of you when that was going on? Because there was some opening, the opening scene in particular, I remember being like, it was almost hard to follow where they were at, but I guess that's almost by design. But I don't know how much of that is a detriment. I think I was just so caught off guard by it starting that way that I was like, oh, this is different. There's like mm-hmm. shields and stuff and the places are folding and they were they went into the mirror world, I think, at that point, too, which yeah. I later on it made sense. But it was it was a bit disorienting just because I didn't know what was going on. Um, I think for me, it was a little bit when you got to the big city and they kept because you had like it felt like you had small set pieces right like in the beginning you just had a couple of buildings mirror dimension you get the training with the mirror dimension you get the fight where he gets oh the the cape Caecilius. oh right the the cape and that well in that first part with Caecilius and, and that attack and then it ramps up again where you get the even bigger set piece mm-hmm. um and that that one there i felt like there was a, so much going on um it was a little hard to follow yeah yeah as uh, on the first on the on the first watch through mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. do you Katie, have anything that 
because we just been feel like we've been pepper, peppering you with questions. Do you have anything for us or anything I, that you thought we didn't bring up or something? I am actually curious what you both thought of the movie. So I guess I can jump in. Uh, to me, I think when I was going into this, like I tried my best to kind of view the movie as though it was the first time again. Mm-hmm. Or as someone who may be just completely new to the franchise, I think what struck me the most is how well this movie handles onboarding for fans. Like not, well, not fans, for viewers, not only in it being a Doctor Strange movie, but being a movie part of this larger universe. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that it's like grounded with Doctor Strange or Stephen Strange being so skeptical of the fantastical it we were able to kind of even though he was a jerk for most of it we were able to relate with that skepticism as it slowly introduced more of the the wonderful aspects of the magic so i i thought <laughs> it was just a really cool almost new branch starting point for the mcu and that was my takeaway nice my biggest thing was the vis- a the visuals because i love visual effects uh and just trying to figure out you know, how did they do all that? And I liked that they embraced the magic. That was the other thing that really just fascinated with me. Because uh, in the first in the first Thor, there was magic, but they explained it away as like, this is, you know, what you call magic is science. You just haven't discovered yet or something like that. Um, first, the first Captain America, you had the, the cube, the cosmic cube or the Tesseract. And that was just, I mean, it's pretty clear cut. Like this is, you would just accept it. It's just this, you know, cube of power where here they just really embraced, you know, magic and multidimensional space and what you could do with that. And I really enjoy thinking about time because I'm just that person. And so the, I really liked what they did with the end and the whole infinite time loop and the implications of that. And that was really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. It felt like such a cool angle that this movie was able to find almost like a peaceful resolution without like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't conflict. It was just him kind of surrendering himself to kind of like yeah. an infinite loop. And I thought that was unique for not only just the Marvel movies, but, you know, a lot of action movies overall. Yeah, yeah. It, it did feel different than any of the Marvel movies I watched. Mm-hmm. So I I was pleasantly surprised because I think in some ways it's it's you never quite know what you're going to get. I feel like with the Marvel movie because I'm so used to just the generic superhero. Right. Trope. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, every time that's I see a Marvel movie, I'm like, oh, it's just going to be like a guy flying around mm-hmm. and, you know, dealing yeah. with his best friend who turned evil and then <laughs> decided to all of like, that's what I always think about when I think of a Marvel movie. So yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by this right. one. Now, at one point, Trey would have said this was his favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, so I, I we've talked about it before. I'm Captain America fanboy. Um mm-hmm. And there's one called Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which came out before this that has gone back out to my number one spot. But after seeing this, like I was just kind of blown away. Um, and for a while there it was my number one. And I think a lot of it had to do with one of my favorite aspects of it is almost like the dialogue just felt so snappy, especially some yeah. of the scenes mm-hmm. with Christine and Steven as they're going back and forth trading verbal blows. And so I'm a sucker for those kind of scenes. But I know it's bad because it showed how terrible strange is but when he had that yelling match with christine about like oh you know that's what you do you feel sorry for people right like those scenes when they're written well enough it's just like man like it's just that gut punch so i I love stuff like that hopefully if if they can resolve it later yeah well it 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 felt more real in some (laughs) ways Mm because i do feel like like Trey said it kind of built up to the mystical and the magical versus just throwing you directly into 
I'm Tony Stark. I got money and I have fancy suits. <laughs> so like I enjoyed that ride up to the up to because it does. It helps me for somebody who doesn't watch a lot of these to kind of settle in a little bit before yeah. just diving in. So maybe I don't know, maybe this will make me watch more Marvel movies because now I'm going to be like, how did Doctor Strange fit? anywhere else in this world <laughs> yeah. well, we can give you a list if you if you want to follow strange the rest of okay. the way through i might need one <laughs> that'd be so exciting i would love especially hearing some of your observations about the clicks and the way he gels yeah. everyone yeah. i would love yeah. to hear your reactions <laughs> now I, I will say that's weird though because like to watch the next two movies that strange is in it is like you said there there's that element of man i don't know if you could just easily and this is just the way the universe is set up jump into those two movies without mm-hmm. seeing a couple of others first probably not knowing how in-depth and intertwined all these movies are i feel like i would have to do some homework before yeah. Yeah. i'd be like what's happening yeah yeah <laughs> who's that guy like i feel like it'd be a lot of that <laughs> yeah i think i think so and, you know kind of following that path now that i'm thinking about it because we're kind of in this space of like trying to view it as a first time as it's standalone but also thinking about the movies he does show up in it's kind of no pun intended strange to me that he can almost feel standalone in this movie and feel so integral into the other ones that he's at. Because there is this element of him being in his own little universe with this. And it's, I think it's a testament to, to Marvel's ability to weave and, I guess, not weave these characters in their own stories, which is cool. Right. So I think that's going to do it for this episode. But of course, uh, we do like to end with a question of a week. So Katie and Jude, I'm going to throw this to you two. Is this movie a good starting point for someone to get interested into the MCU? Ooh, that's a good question. I think yes, because it's it's different. It feels different. I I would mo- more, I don't know if that's a good way to put it. I would recommend this more than say like a Captain America or an Iron Man or the ones I have. Like I I really don't like the Spider-Man movies and I don't know if that's bad to say. I, I've only seen the Tobey Maguire ones. Maybe that's why, but I didn't like those so much that I never saw any of the other ones. Because there's like that gif of Tobey Maguire just crying. Like I just, there's just stuff about it that's really goofy. But if there was like a movie to get into and because it had feels of like Inception and some, like you said, time stuff, it just, it felt different and it felt more special. And it it built pretty well that it makes me go, huh, Maybe I am missing out on some of these yeah. other movies. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really cool take because, like, like, it's hard for me to say yes. Yeah. Uh, just because I have that experience of, of seeing what the build to, but imagining there, uh, I agree. Like, I feel like it does give you something out of the ordinary that you mm-hmm. can like grasp on. Um, and as- assuming all the other movies, you know, were made and you haven't seen anything, um, there's not outside, I guess, the intag, there's not so much into it that you require all these other movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good stepping stone because I don't have a lot of information about a lot of the other movies, and I didn't feel like I was really missing out on mm-hmm. some not prior knowledge that would have driven the story and been like, oh, they're talking about a specific character I've never heard of. The only thing that was kind of confusing was the Thor thing at the end, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, knew, yeah. I knew about <laughs> Thor and Loki, so I was like, because that's another thing I've seen on the internet a lot of Loki and Thor yeah. and all of that stuff. So that that was something where I was like, I knew the end credit scene was coming. And that was the only thing I was like, I need more information about this. 
So I got to know, did you see the second end credit scene or did, was it just there was a one? second one? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, okay. I was like, they, I didn't know there was a second one. Was there another one after the credit credits? There was. Dang there it. Was. Okay. So well, I, think- I was sitting there like, oh, they, I, I watched it on Disney plus. So I was like, oh, they, they nicely put this right here. So you don't have to sit through all the credits. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go find that tonight. <laughs> well, that's Dang awesome. it, Marvel. You got a little teased. <laughs> And it's so funny, too, because they started off where it was just like, oh, yeah, they just did one in tag. And mm-hmm. then as it's progressed, I think the new standard is two in tags, one wow. mid, one post. And then I think sometimes they'll even do three or four. Like Guardians little... of the Galaxy 2 had like four. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I, I was even cognizant of it. And I was like, I got to make sure I watch these post credit <laughs> things. I didn't even think there'd be a second one. Dang it, Marvel. I really got to get on that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Katie, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Uh, It was absolutely fun to have you on. And uh, anybody who's listening wants to know more, they can always follow Katie on Twitter at PlayKatiePlay or finding her on Twitch streaming at www.twitch.tv slash katiepetersplays. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed the discussion. And if you ever need someone to chat about Marvel movies they haven't seen before, I'm here. (laughs) Oh, you are Always welcome on whenever you would like. Absolutely. It'll be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. It'd be, Thank it'd you. be fun to do some updates on Dr. Strange. I know. I'd be like, guys, you'll never guess. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing we've been doing as uh, we end these episodes is we'd just like to give a brief reminder for people as well that if you haven't already, uh, you should totally take the time to make a plan to vote, uh, especially for everybody here in that's listening in the U.S. Uh, if you go to vote.org, uh, you can find all the information that you need for your state to uh, make that a thing. Yeah, please, uh, you know plan to do so it's the best way to participate um as a citizen please vote <laughs> yes yes, yes. <laughs> can't emphasize that enough please yeah. Yeah. please please, please. There, there's adding... well and, and just you know i and i've talked about this on the podcast a number of times i'm a, a teacher and you know list talking with um an assistant principal who's retired and, and came back and and he do, he does voter registration. He tries to get the seniors. He always comes around, you know, talks to the seniors. But to hear his perspective of when he graduated high school, it was 1968. And he talks about, you know, in my lifetime, people have died trying to get this um, fighting for this right to vote and the ability to vote. Um, and, and it's just such an important thing to do as a citizen to, uh, to participate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can also get absentee ballots. Yes. Get that signed up now and just do it from home where it's safe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Any any safe way to do it. Make sure you have a plan and uh, and do that. And of course, we'd like to give a special thanks to Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. If you'd like to find more of his work, you can find it linked in the description below on his SoundCloud. But yeah, thank you so much for doing this, Jude. And thank you, Katie. Uh, thank you, Trey. Thank you. We'll see you all next week. And yes. so every now and then I'm like, hmm, should I just start the rabbit hole and watch every single one of them? And well, may- it, maybe it's a lot of time. I know yeah, if you're asking us, it's, it's, of course, it's a it's a yes. Now, I do want to defend Spider-Man. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know Spider-Man coming. is very special to a lot of people. So, well, so, no, uh, before well, you well, get okay. into it. 
I want to preface this just to give you the moment. You singled out like our two favorite superheroes. Captain America's <gasps> mine. Oh no. <laughs> kind of well, Iron my... Man for him. And then Spider-Man is his number one. <laughs> yeah. I have some thoughts because I watched the yeah. first Captain America and it was so goofy that he was all like skinny and stuff. And then he wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's because it's like my brain can't reconcile some of that. That's why I think I like Doctor Strange so much. Yeah. 